It's the R&B podcast number five. I'm with yeah. Mike, Rob, Omne B, producer TD. Let's go! Hear me, bro. Bro, oh, we done made it, Nate. We done made it, dog. That's what I said. Hey, listen, when TD played this for me yesterday, I was so hyped. Hey, yo, follow DC Native Shaw Infinite on Instagram. Check him out on SoundCloud. Search Shaw Infinite. Check out his mixtapes, catch up in all season. Bro, (laughs) D'Angelo plugged us with Shaw, Shaw. Made a track for us. Oh, just for all the people that know D'Angelo was Thugger, the people we Thugger, Thugger, thugger back thugger, there with TD in the backstage. production side yeah. of things. Yeah. Listen, Mike, was that crazy? Nah, dog. It, we can't we spend it. too much time on yeah, it, but, but bro. We got it, bro. <laughs> somebody I gotta get that. Somebody I gotta get that as my ringtone or something. That's fast. Ring I didn't my even think about that. Yeah, dog. All right, so listen, this is episode number five. Uh, before we start, let me explain what's going on and who I'm with. I'm with. Real Mike Rob, man. And this is Nate B. This is the R&B Podcast. This is real life, real conversation with real NFL players around the league, talking about football, any other sports you want. We talking to celebrities. We talking about celebrities, pop culture, music. Got my man TD, the producer in the back, dropping beats throughout the show. You say what the players are thinking, okay? We, we keep it real. Keep it 100, man. You can't you can't get this anywhere else. It How real? Happen. How real? It's like... A sports podcast meets The Wire. And I know you know. You no, know I know about The Wire. You know I know about The Wire. If it gets real like The Wire, boy. You know, you know it's crazy. Last week we was like, sports podcast meets The Empire. Yeah. Sports podcast meets Power. Sports we podcast come, meets The Wire. I like how TDB keeps us lit. We come up lit. with something new every Oh, he keeps us lit. You something know what I'm saying? I got a dab on him one time for that one. Hey, so listen, on today's show, we're going to talk about the personality of a quarterback um, and we're going to get deep about it. You, yeah, know, um, you know, what kind of quarterback do you want on the field, off the field, but really within that locker room? Yeah, man. Listen, this is our second straight week with a guest on the R&B podcast. Moving up in the world, dog. Dog, dog that, that's saying the least of things. We are definitely <laughs> in the building. And you know who we got in the building? is director of critically acclaimed films like Fruitville Station. For those who don't know, powerful film. Beast. Powerful. You have to see that. And the new film out, Creed, starring Sylvester Stallone. Beast. Legend. And then a young legend who's going to play me in my movie, Michael oh, B. Jordan. Up, the director of those two films, Ryan Coogler. Young black man doing it. Doing his thing, bro. And gave us a Skype interview. How crazy was dude, that? Dude, he, he. So we got that on the show. Dog. And, and later, we're going to introduce a new segment. For right now, it's not implemented, but it will be as soon as next week. It's for the listeners. It's for everybody that pays attention. It's yeah. for people that want to 
call in. Just like old school. Remember back in the day when radio was yeah, everything? Man. You yeah. can call in to the R&B hotline. Talk to and us. be like, you know, I want to hear that Jodeci. You know, because I got a date tonight. I need that Jodeci. <laughs> it's so, like a dream. I need my coffee. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> yeah, I ain't, I ain't even going to try to sing. I spit <laughs> bars. Uh, so, yeah, you can request what you want us to talk about, um, questions that you have for us. You know, even if you just want to say what's up and, and compliment us. And if you want to criticize us. Man, we football players. We used Come to on, it all. Take it. Take it. So, it. the r hotline is part of what we got going on. Um, so, here's a quick PSA. Y'all got to subscribe, comment on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. We need all the support we can get. All that. Hey, you know we cracked the top 20 sports podcasts. No, it's not good enough, Nate. It's not good enough. We just started. in the top five. Bro, but it's like like our rookie year. I'm talking about it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All right, Mike. We still the best podcast. Hey, well, hey, well, tell them then. Tell them to send questions and thoughts. Do your thing, guys. Hashtag R-A-N-D-B. We're at Nate13Burleson is my Twitter. At Real Mike Rob. It's his Twitter. Um, if you got music, man, give us the music. All you right. see, we just gave a young man a shot because he wrote something for us. And y'all better go get him. And if we don't have to give him a shot because he's already on. Like I said, check we'll out what he got going thing, on. Man. Shot infinite. And somebody Masters. write me some bars. I want to spit All some right. bars. And Nate won't write it for me. Well, that. <laughs> but you you definitely did a little sing, singing thing. Yeah, I do a little singing, man. Scratchy thing is on, yeah. so maybe I <clears throat> can sing on the hook I'm and I can you, spit bars. As long as I got some green tea. All right, well, cool. Well, listen. Um, let's get into it, man. We're going to get into it? Let's get into it, though. So l- l- let's, uh, let's hit her beat first because, you know, it always gets us going. Hey, TD, give me something. Oh, I already feel like this is like almost like a Goody Mob. Oh. Remember Goody Mob? Yeah, of course. Oh, now this got more of a more of an island feel. More of a vacation. Like when like when DMX went with the dude went with um dude in belly down yeah. in Jamaica. Yeah. Uh, getting it in. Like this. This got that uh. Caribbean feel. Uh. On vacation. Sitting back sipping. Uh. I'm on a trip, but I'm tripping. Just oh. listen. Oh. Listen, here are the conditions. Uh. We gonna give you something different. This oh. is R&B, podcast. me and Mike B. Oh. Yeah, you might have seen us on TV, but now it's a podcast. You're hype, man, the streets. Oh. TD dropped the illest of the beats. This is freestyle. Just saw y'all know I ain't writing, but everything I say is so exciting. It's oh. like lightning. You hear it. No blunders like lightning. So I'm coming with the thunder. No wonder he's on TV because uh, his bars are so crazy. Keep I mean, going, Nate. Don't to stop. The kids, shout out to the ladies. Shout uh, out to everybody that support us and show us love. We just uh, doing our thing. Blessings from above. We keep just. Going, Nate. Out I here see tripping. you, Nate. You got hot for a second, bro. You got hot for playing. a second. Let me stop playing. <laughs> Man, let's get into it, bro. So listen, quarterbacks. What do you like as a quarterback? And I'm not talking about on the field. We've played with great quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. You've played with great quarterbacks. We're talking personality. Yeah. I want to know from you, Mike, right now, what do you like when you get in the huddle? What don't you like when you get in the huddle? And what do you like when you're in the locker room? And what don't you like when you're in the locker room? First of all, in that huddle, you know, it's just us. And I always think about on an away game, 
It's, we 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 had a we had a model in Seattle. We all we got. We all we need is just us eleven guys. I need. I'll say it again. Say it slower so people can hear. All we got. We all we need. Mm. Right. When I when, when that quarterback walks into the huddle. When I used to walk into the huddle. When I played quarterback at Penn State. When I when Russell walked into the huddle, whether it was Russell, Alex Smith, Trent Dilfer, all the guys I've played with. You need to come across as believable. I need you to believe in this play. I need you to come across as confident mm. because literally the team, the offense especially, takes its identity from your quarterback most of the time. Mm. And I need my quarterback to exude all of that. If, he, yeah. if, if we're a tough physical team, yeah, you need to walk out there with, you know, with, look like your big boy pants are rolled up, okay. like you're ready for a fight. And I need a guy that's going to go out there and fight. Now, you talk about off the field. Wait, wait, wait. No, because let me get my two cents. Yeah, we're going to take it piece by piece. Okay. You know, because I want them to hear what I got to say about being in the huddle. You're talking from a perspective of a guy who used to play yeah. quarterback, then went to playing running back. So that's what you like. I'm very similar. You know, I played receiver, right? Yeah. And, and when I walk in the huddle, I would always think this could possibly be my play. And whoever's throwing me the ball better have – the most confidence. Swag wasn't even in our urban dictionary in 03. So we weren't talking about swag. I need somebody that's confident. And to be honest, Mike, I need somebody that's cocky. I mean, I want it to spill over. You remember the old Gatorade slogan, is it in you? Like, yeah. that's what I want to know. Is it in you? Like you said, if he's coming in and calling to play, I want them to look in everybody's eyes. And when I connect with him, I see a dude that believes in the moment more than anybody. So if there is any doubt in my mind about the play, if there's any doubt in the offensive lineman about what their responsibilities are, yeah. the running back, I need him to be very convincing. Because sometimes, you know like I know, you don't get the best call. Nah. Sometimes as soon as they start the – Sentence, hey, Trips White, you like, oh, here we go again. Oh, I'm on the backside by myself. Uh, I already know they're going to roll cover. Right. <laughs> I'm on the backside. Oh, I'm a decoy. Or why yeah. would you call this on third and three, right? <laughs> yeah. These are all these thoughts going within a splits moment. But my quarterback can change all that with how he looks, how he delivers. It's almost like being confident and talking to a chick. Like, if you're, if you're walking around with that confidence and you say something that's lightweight – it's going to hit her like a heavyweight. Same thing in the huddle. I want this dude to look at me and be like, yo, here's what we got. Was that how Dante was? Was that how Pep was? That was exactly, and that man is who exactly I was describing. Dante Culpepper was one of the most confident players I've ever been I around. shot dice with him. Yeah, he real confident. Oh, man. yeah. <laughs> Listen, he used, to have these, yeah. he used to have these get-togethers at his house. Broke well, you got, you got, it's all couples was invited. He used to cater to food. We got pool going on. We got poker going on. Yeah. He got a court. We're in there shooting free throws for money. Cats is losing anywhere from $5 <laughs> to 5000 yeah, to, to a couple hundred yeah. bands, you gotta write some checks. which is 200,000 people don't yeah. know bands is, right? You got to write some checks or some IOUs. But with all that said, it was a very competitive atmosphere. On the field, at a charity basketball game, playing golf, man, we could be – Doing hopscotch. Dante be like, hey, hey, you better believe that. I'm the best in the world. Hey, 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 Ocala, Ocala on mine. Hey, better believe Dante is the best in the now, world. Okay. And that confidence was something that was so contagious, bro. Well, Staff is Stafford like that. Keep it funky. He's, he, he, no, he's keep it funky. We gonna keep it funky. No, he's different. He, he's he's a different dude. When he gets in the huddle, he doesn't need to say that. But he feels like he can make any throw in the world. So I'll give you a couple examples of the two individuals. Story time. Campfire football. Here we go. 
Dante, when I was having my best year and Randy Moss went down with a hamstring, mm-hmm. I was still comfortable with being a number two. I was a number two most of my career, and I flourished in that. When Randy went down, he started talking to me like I was Randy Moss. Was I Randy Moss? No. But we get in the huddle, he give me that wink and be like, hey, hey, Nate, I'm coming to you. We at the line of scrimmage. He surveyed the field, see what's going on. He look over, give me that nod. Just like you give a nod when you're passing somebody in the street and you tip your hat, hey, how you doing? That was his nod to me. Bro, I'm coming to you. Get busy. First few times, nervousness, anxiety. Halfway through the season, I'm giving a nod to him. Bro, Get it. hey, whoop, mismatch. Yeah. All because he instilled that in me. Now let's go to Stafford. He gets in the huddle. He'll say something real slick like, hey, boys, can't nobody stop us. Let's go out here and get it. Very understated with his words, very selective with his words. But then he'll go out there, say I'm running a seam route. Yeah. For most people that don't know that, it's the guy in the slide. He's running like the inside edge of the numbers. The nickelback is guarding me. He is on the inside where the quarterback is. I'm not open. I'm not open. I look back. I see him cocking that thing. I'm thinking, is he going to the guy outside me? <laughs> Bro, he lets this ball rip. And in my head, split seconds within the game, I'm thinking, bro, this ball's coming. So I'm running. I'm trying not to give my eyes because if I get my eyes in my hands, DB's going to play both. So I'm running. Mind you, the DB is looking back at Stafford when he winds up and throws this ball. Why would you? I'm thinking, why would you throw this ball when the DB's looking at you? Ball zips past his head. I catch it. I'm like, whoa, what a pass. I go back to staff. I'm like, bro, we're on the sideline. Hey, what would compel you to throw a ball like that when that DB was looking at you and I wasn't yeah. two or three yards open? He said, I knew I can get that ball in your hands before he turned his head around. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not him saying, yo, I'm the best in the business. Yo, I'm the illest quarterback. That small sentence to me gave me goosebumps because I'm thinking – this is a gunslinger in the true definition of that because not a lot of QBs would take that shot. A lot of QBs would be like, my guy's not open. A lot of QBs won't throw at a DB if they make eye contact. That's true. Stafford let that thing go, and I thought, this is a dude I want to ride with. But see, what I took from your two stories, Nate, and I, I, both of those quarterbacks I think are good in their own right, is I would probably want to pay for the first guy, Dante Culpepper, because he did things. You talked – just, just look at what, what came to memory when you talked about, talked about both guys and leadership, because that's what we're talking about, at, at, you know, leadership at, at its essence, okay? You talked about Dante um, having people over, galvanizing, bringing people together. That's winning culture. That's, bring, that, that's bringing the guys together and, 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 and connecting you on ways that the football field can't. Right. Your memory of Stafford was a football memory. And to me, to me, it's not like we didn't kick it though. I'm not saying you didn't. Right. I'm not saying we you hung didn't. out. I'm not saying he's had events. He's had Halloween I'm, parties at his house. I'm like, not saying it didn't happen. Okay. All right. All I'm saying, I is get what the you're first saying thing though. That came and that's to me that's important. Right. Because I love Alex Smith, but I played with Alex Smith early in my career. When he stepped in the huddle, I'm literally my rookie year. I had not played it down in this league, but as soon as he stepped in the league, as soon as he stepped in the huddle, I'm saying, whoa, we're gonna lose. 
I didn't believe him. Really? I didn't believe him. And again, I was fresh off of being a quarterback. And I mean, and this, ain't, and this ain't a knock to Alex. No, Let's it's not. A, no, it's right. not a knock. And I haven't right. been in a huddle with Alex for years. Right. I'm sure it's different now. You know, I saw Russell Wilson his rookie year when we when he stepped in the huddle, and you know, you can see Matt Flynn kind of over his shoulder, mad because he's stepping in the first team huddle. <laughs> you know what I mean? You see Russell stepping in the huddle, he's uh 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 uh, uh stuttering this that thing. You like, dang. We definitely got us a rookie. How are we going to get through this? Now, you saw the growth through the season. And then that next year, in 2013, we won the Super Bowl. He's stepping in the huddle laughing. Like, are y'all boys ready? Huh? He's, he's, he's rubbing his hands which together. Made, which made you feel good. And you sitting there like, oh, we finna do something special. Right. We finna do something special again. It's just you saw the growth of the guy. You talk about quarterbacks. You know, Aaron Rodgers, he's that cool con- – that calmness, that I mean, that, that confidence. That's just like, man, I can see that my quarterback is so good that just the fact that he's out there yeah. is confidence to me. Yeah. What's in the news right now? Your boy Johnny Manziel. Uh. Okay, I don't know from a demeanor standpoint or from a leadership standpoint if I can have this guy as my starting quarterback. And I'm not talking about front office, Nate. I'm not talking about front office. I'm not talking about coach. I'm talking about from a player, right? Right. Because for you to, first of all, make a statement and say that you're just going to do this and you say you're just going to chill on your on, on your bye week, just getting it out there. He said a few, uh, last week that for his bye week. And a video the, came out of him in the club the with a bottle, wasn't even open. Club. You're right. And look, we agree. He may not have had a drink. Right. I, don't, I don't necessarily know. I don't know. Right. But he may not have had anything. But from if I'm a player on the, on the Cleveland Browns right now, I got to think, hey, if my quarterback doesn't have the gall, okay, to say, let me think about this before I, before I let this guy with this cell phone videotape me and I play to the camera. Let me think about this before I – I don't care whether you're supporting a champagne company. I don't care what you're doing. Let me think about this because I am in the public eye. I do live in a microscope. I'm sorry. I, I can't you. help it. I got you. So you're just saying the decision not to – be in that situation. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying don't have but fun. But see, we're Nate. different. We're different, Mike, because I don't care. I, I don't care what you do. I don't care what you do off the field. As long as on Sundays you come in with it. That's me. That's my personality. I, just like I hope you don't care what I do. As long as when I show up and I put that jersey on and we click clack them buttons on the side of our helmet, you looking at me like, are you ready to go? Cool. Because when that play pops off, those six seconds, the average play last six seconds, I ain't thinking about what I did this weekend. I can't even remember what I ate for breakfast. I'm so locked in the moment. So why would I care what you did hey, on your body? Hey, let me check check this out. Check this out. Check this out. On Wednesday, they put a new play in for you, right? You're a little hurt. You're a little banged up because right. you had a tough Sunday. Coach says, Nate, for this one play, man, I'm going to need a rep. I'm going to need a game rep out of you. My guy behind this center, he needs to see you because it needs right. – this, this is our timing day. Right. Okay. You go out there and you do it. And my, my point of saying that is what you do during the week, what you do in the past will affect on Sunday. And I say that because I, I say that because your coach is answering questions about it. That's true. Players are going to have to answer questions about it. Yeah. I don't really care really what, John, what my quarterback does or Johnny Menzel does in his free time. That's but I do, I do care. When it's taking energy away from my head coach, who should be having his head on our defensive scheme and our last-ranked run defense, yeah, because our coach is answering questions about Johnny. Now, now my coach has to answer questions about our future because Josh McCown definitely ain't the, ain't the future. 
And so now I have to put Johnny Manziel as third, second or third on the depth chart because he made a stupid decision, and now I can't truly evaluate him for our future. I got you. I got you. I you get what I'm saying? You see how all these decisions nah. start to pile up on each other? Right. And that, that is my issue with Johnny Manziel, man. You, okay. Like, dude, you have to think more than that. You have to think past just the gratification of being in this club and people being able to take pictures of you. Okay. You so have to think past the fact that, yeah, I'm 22, I'm 23 years old. That's my excuse to party and mess up. Man, listen, it ain't his excuse. It's the reason, bro. Like, he's a rock star. If Johnny's a rock star, then let him live that. Mike, I played for 11 years. Yeah. And there were times I thought, this is the illest job on earth. Yeah. You score a touchdown, 65,000 people get on their feet. You go to a restaurant, hey, how you doing, Mr. Burleson? We're full today, but I got you. Let me clean off the table. Love it. Somebody tips his glass to you. Next thing you know, your bill's covered. You walk into a club in Vegas, lines out the door, the bouncer recognizes you be like, bro, I've been a fan. I love what you do in the community. Come on in. Rock star lifestyle might not make it. Nate, Nate, Nate. <laughs> so I'm just I feel you. Like, feel take advantage of the moment. I'm going to feel you, Nate. What are you pulling back for? Nate, Nate, Nate. Oh, just because he's a quarterback. What That's if Johnny was a DB? Will we be having this conversation? No. No. Okay, then. So why do we put all this pressure on quarterbacks that they can't Because do they make $20 million a year, Nate. That's why. That's why I put the pressure on him. Okay. Okay? With that comes responsibility, bro. Right. You can't sit out here and make the job that we do I agree with that. I agree with that. You just can't do it. There are certain things about this conversation I don't agree with, but I will agree with you on this. You are saying that because it is the quarterback position, you're held to a higher standard. You have to be. It's different. It's different. And And Johnny Manziel knew that. When he was in college, and he signed some things, and he got suspended. We all signed some stuff. Why did Johnny get suspended? Because you see what I'm saying. Because he's a quarterback. Because he's Johnny Manziel. Okay, and 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 going back to the lifestyle thing, isn't that our problem? Okay, you right. isn't that the issue? Okay, right. guys get guys fall in love with the rock star status. They fall in love with the groupers. They fall in love with the with the lines of girls outside the hotels. They fall in love with all the likes on social media and things like that. Which one of those skills are sustainable? No, Which you. one of those things are sustainable? None of them. But but them. actually actually having perspective, actually thinking with, with, of, within within the rock star life. Yeah, having actually, perspective yeah, within actually it. having perspective, thinking, hey, maybe I don't do this because I may <laughs> I may not start again if I go out if I go to this club tonight. Of course, there are going to be cameras. I'm Johnny Menzel. I am a rock star. Okay, I'll do you. Right. Have a party okay, at your I'll, house and okay. make sure all the cell phones stay in the uh stay at the front at the front of the That's door. That's true. Hey, check themselves. I get you. That's, that's facts. All right. Well, we're gonna touch on some more quarterbacks and personalities you know, up, we would y'all. like to play with. But TD, let me get some. Oh, what you think? What you think about this one? They sound like one of your boy Justin Bieber. Oh. Hey now. You know, got a little pop edge to it. Okay. Huh. Uh. Uh. Hey, listen. Yeah, we talking quarterbacks. Oh. I ain't trying to slack like getting dressed up. Get it? I ain't trying to slack. If I give you my money, then give me my quarterback. Hey. Just keep it popping, no stopping. I'm just rocking, doing my thing. I'm always clocking. I got the early hype, man. Actually, it's perpetual. Anybody want to trip? Baby girl, I'm an intellectual. Intellectual, that's what I meant to say. I rap like baby. I game I spit. I don't day. rap. I just game Chill. spit. Chill. What? Game spit. Oh, game spit. Yeah, so while the music is playing, I'm, I'm just talking. knowledge. 
Yeah. Game okay. spitter. It's kind of like Diddy. Diddy be dropping knowledge. Hey, man. He got him paid. Still Just getting saying. paid. Just We'll saying. talk about that a little later. So, so now, we're we going to stick to this. This is going to be a quarterback-driven podcast. Okay. Um, Let's stick to it. Now, you got – you got quarterbacks. I'm going to just throw a few out there. There's tons in the league, obviously. Um, Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, Cam Newton, okay, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Jameis Winston. Yeah. Just off of pure thought. And guys that you haven't heard me say, mm-hmm. right, in that collection of individuals, who would you want to play for, play with? I mean, and we're looking at the entire. No, don't give me all that. Don't, no, don't dance saying. around it. I'm not you, I, you heard the names. It. I'm just saying, answer the question. More personality-wise, I mean, you know what? You 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 talk about personality. It's hard to go against Tom Brady. It just is. Um, it seems like he stays. Uh, it seems like the mindset of being that six-round pick waiting for his name to be called has never left him and it's and it's weird because usually when guys get paid the humility goes away usually when guys get paid the drive goes away usually when the MVPs come in the drive goes away the Super Bowl wins come in the drive goes away this guy seems to always have a chip on his shoulder okay he seems to always respond to adversity again in our game two things that are guaranteed is injury and adversity and this guy continues continues and continues and continues to overcome adversity. You take away his best receiver, I'm still going to beat you. So Take away my best back, I'm still going to beat you. Is that is that because you identify you pump my, with you that pump my story? Footballs up. You pump my footballs up, I'm still going to beat you. It don't matter. Allegedly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the Patriots uh, for the alleged allegedliness that's been going on for years. Straight uh, up. But, nah, but straight up. So, listen, you know, TD got some notes on here. Um, so, here's some attachments to some of these names. Brady, cold. Rivers, fiery. Rogers, cool. Cam, swag. Jameis, charismatic. Johnny Manziel, Unserious, maybe? Like Russell Wilson? Johnny Johnny Manziel is immature. Let's play. Okay, so. Johnny Manziel is immature. Let's play the name game. Uh, You know, know, I'm going to say something. You just, whatever pops in your head. Man, don't do me like this. Russell Wilson. Um, Square. Kaepernick. <laughs> no, 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 I feel you. It's not It's not in a it's bad not, way. Yeah. Like square in the sense of a guy that does everything it's right. Everything right. Square and I know right. he's probably heard it a thousand yeah. times fold, but I've watched commercials, and to be honest, I'll be like, yo, <laughs> I, I let him marry my daughter. Like, yeah. like that's that's the kind of guy you want. There's probably men out there like, you know, I would like him to date my daughter. You know, like that's the that's the one you would want sitting, at, sitting next to you at Thanksgiving. Not So not square in a bad way. You yeah. know, I'm not trying yeah. to like – you know, whatever. You, you can describe it as you however you want, but <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of funny though. Uh Kaepernick. Ooh. Um Ooh. Just from what I see, I don't really know him that that well. I would No, say, you're gonna stop uh, prefacing say, all this stuff. I would say weird. Socially weird. Um, Socially awkward? Yeah. Well, just because I mean you see that you see the press conference and I know a lot of that he's trying to, you know, be do whatever toward the Maybe people. refrain from saying things you don't want to say? Yeah, but listen, Do you let, think there's let, a let, social let, disconnect between him and his squad? No, he has a social issue. Socially and, awkward. Yeah, and I know this for a fact. You okay. know I used to play there. And I didn't play with him, but you know I still got guys you know, 
Just right. trust me, I know. Well, this is, walk, there's you a, can't walk around the building with your headphones on the whole time and not talk to anybody and say that you're the quarterback. That's a social disconnect with that's your a team and organization. I'm just you're right. Now I wouldn't want that either. You can't. Like, that's that. not cool. You when you're a family, that's just like my son. He walking around with his phone all yeah. day. Oh no! I might slap it out his hand. Be like, look, no, they put that. For, we had dinner. Don't you? Don't nah. you reach in your pocket and grab that phone? Nah, bro. Nah. Headphones announced. You crazy? You can't even lock a door around here. <laughs> Get a whooping. Old school. <laughs> hey, listen though. Um, okay, so we're gonna a couple more, and then we're gonna keep talking about this. Peyton Manning, mm. Eli Manning. You talk, which one would I want, or are you talking about words to describe them? Both. Which one would I want? I want Eli. Yes, I want Eli. Okay, not right now. At the height of their careers. At the height of their career, Eli was winning Super Mike, Bowls. Mike, hey, excuse Peyton. my language, but you are a damn fool. What? Listen, Are bro, you kidding me? Peyton Manning, at the height of his career, one of the most cerebral, intelligent quarterbacks in his game, yeah. that can drop back and hit you with a floater. You or he can drop it on a dime, you play which fantasy, I call loose chains all over the field. Don't you? you play fantasy football, don't you? No, I don't play fantasy football. Because fan, Peyton has always been a fantasy It's not a numbers thing to me, Mike. Fantasy, yes, it is. Because if it was a championship thing, the numbers say Eli. You won a championship. That's important to you. So Eli whoa, won, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't say it, Nate. You know I'm going to jump on it. Are you telling me you didn't play this game to win championships? Nah, I played to win the game. Okay. Right. I, I, oh, exactly. So, I'm just so saying, come on now. But how are you going to say that Eli, because he got one more championship than his brother, is a better quarterback? Now, let's, let's keep it all real. This is the podcast. They're both really yeah. good quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, I'm not taking And some could describe him as I'm, great. Yeah, I know I'm, for sure Peyton is a living legend. Eli got some time to go because he's younger. I'm not taking nothing away from Peyton. All I'm saying is I need my quarterback to perform when things don't go right. I need my quarterback at his best. You're saying that at because the, you're at, at the biggest part of adversity, and that's playoffs, Nate. But you're that's say, playoffs, bro. You're saying that because you guys beat the brakes off of the Broncos. It has nothing to do with me in that Super Bowl. Peyton. I felt like this before I played the Broncos. Where did Peyton win in college? He was the number one. He was one of the what number one pick? Did he win a national title? No. Did Eli? No. <laughs> okay, but then. he won a Super Bowl. Two of them. All right, cool. That's what I'm saying. Right, no, That's why we play this game. You're right. I mean, there's stuff we just don't agree on, which is, <laughs> why, which is why this is the reason why R&B exists. <laughs> I'm telling um, you. We can talk all day about that. Hey, uh, TD, do, do I got a beat? Because I kind of want something. Or, or do you want to bring in some conversation? We got Ryan coming here in a second. But before okay. we get to him, just really quick, what do you guys think about Jameis? You know, he, you know they've won a couple games here in a row. He's already Let leading the huddle. What do you guys think TD, about Jameis TD. and his I'm, personality? I'm going to tell, tell you like this. The one of the most charismatic dudes I've ever seen. Right. Okay. Um, and the thing about Jameis, and I've I, I had a chance to be around him at the rookie symposium, Nate. Jam, it's so natural. He does not try yeah. to be cool with he everybody. Force the issue. He comes. Listen. He comes in. He's with that big old smile. He may crack a joke, and it, everybody just start laughing, and you just want to be around him. He's a quarterback. I would love to be to play for. Speaking of that, the charismatic attitude of this young man. We have a locker room speech that we got audio of. Let's run that. That's how you overcome adversity. I told you, the team that wanted the most was going to pull that game off. Defense, you kick that You kick that Offense, we kept fighting, baby. We kept fighting, and we keep doing that. And we keep doing that. And we give all we got. And we have each other back. We're going to go seven on these. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, bro. 
Listen, he's a, first of all, let's just be clear. He's a rookie. Rookies don't do that. Rookies don't take command of locker rooms like that. Um, you hear the, the claps in the background? Oh, I was just you about to say that. everybody hype about that it? While he's talking, almost like a pastor preaching in church, yeah, they, people enthused, locked in. Uh, that's, that, that's, that's good stuff and, and, right and, there. And I talk about this. I talk about this. Um, you, you, same thing with coaches. Um, leaders on, on your team or quarterbacks are the same way. Okay, there are people out here, Nate, who understand how to have conversations. But then there are people out here who understand how to speak to men. Okay, there are certain coaches who don't really understand how to speak to men. There are certain coaches who do. The successful ones understand. Jameis, that speech we just heard, that's a young kid speaking to men. That's a young man, that's a young man speaking to the souls of men in that locker room. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. And he's speaking. It just You can hear it in his voice. It's like, man, I'm in the bunker with you. I, just because I play quarterback don't mean it's separated. I'm in the bunker with you. And that's what you want. You want, a, you want a quarterback who is out there fighting right along aside you. The future is so bright. Oh, that young man. man in that organization. They did the right thing by picking Jameis. He fits the mold of where they want to go. All right. So next up, we have an interview. Dude. That is something that everybody should pay attention to. Joining us is the director of Creed, which comes out this Thursday. I'm going to see it. This dude is a very, very special young African-American talent. I'm going to text him now. So as we transition into our interview with them, check out what Felicia Rashad, Mix Huxtable, as we know, Michael B. Jordan – and, of course, Sylvester Stallone had to say about Ryan Coogler and just how talented he is. Ryan Coogler is one of the most interesting people I've met in a very long time. From Fruitvale to this one, a couple other projects that we have that we're working on to uh, do together. I found my counterpart and director that, that really understands us, that uh, understands me, and, and, and vice versa. He's one of those sorts of types of directors, the new breed of director that is a real auteur, real auteur, and that's hard to do. His knowledge is vast, his vision very broad and deep. Oh, man, we're going to talk about inspirational. Man. Listen, we are joined by a very, very special guest, young, award-winning, you could say he's on the come up. He there. I would just say he's here, bro. He there, man. He's knocking down the doors. Uh. Director of Creed, Ryan Coogler, is joining the R&B Podcast. We are humbled to introduce you. Thank you, sir, for joining us. I'm, I'm honored, to, honored to be on the uh, on the line with you guys, man. Really, really exciting. It's exciting to see what you guys have done in your careers, man, and, and transitioning into media. You know, it's really, really, really exciting. So I'm, uh, I'm fired up to be on here with you guys. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, man. This this real Mike Rob, man. And uh, I, I'm just going to jump right into it, bro. Jump right into it, man. Look, obviously you weren't born when the Rocky series came out, you know. You, but talk about how this franchise has, has affected your, your life. Talk about from a, your experiences as a childhood, from your childhood, and how it went into this movie. Yeah, um, you know, I'm, I'm, from, I'm from Oakland, California. Man, I, I, I was real, real fortunate that I – I had a, I had a, I had great parents, and my dad, and mom got married young, had me young, and I, I grew up watching these movies. Those was my dad's my dad's favorite favorite movies, and, and uh, 
I can't remember not knowing, you know, who Rocky Balboa was, who Apollo Creed was. Cause I was always, I was always watching him. And, 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 and what my, my pops would do, he got me and my little brothers into playing sports, you know, real early, you know, um, and whenever I had like a football game and pop Warner, you know, high school, he'll, he'll say, Hey, sit down, man, watch these, watch these couple minutes. It is, it is Rocky right quick. So you, <laughs> up. you know, uh, and, and he would always, he would always cry, you know, uh, uh, at certain parts of it, he'll jump out of the, out of, out of off the couch and, and and get, and get fired up at certain parts. And I always wondered, you know, why that was, you know, my dad was real strong and he was, he was known out here in East Oakland for being a, a great athlete, you know, and he still, you know, still, still was, still was strong enough to hold me with one hand and pick me up mm-hmm. and carry me around, you know, uh, so, so I always wondered, you know, what these movies kind of, kind of had over him to make him, to make him become so, you know, so, so emotional while watching him. Uh, and, and, and when I got older, you know, he told me about how he used to watch the movies with his mom uh, when she was sick and, and dying, dying of uh, breast cancer. You know, um, mm. she she died when my dad was, was eighteen, and uh, so I never got a chance to meet her. But but you know, it was cool to know that it was this it was this uh, it was this uh, 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 legacy that was kind of passed down. This this tradition that 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 he was you know that that he was passing down without really even being conscious of it. Yeah. And then um, you know, and then and when I'm well, you know I, I, I played football. I went to Sacramento State. Okay, we know, bro. Okay. We know. Yeah, wide yeah. out. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then and then uh. You know, got got accepted in the in the graduate school for, for filmmaking after my last year. So I went down to L.A. You know, did that, and I was funny because my dad didn't want me to do it. He wanted me to keep playing. He wanted to keep me. He wanted me to keep playing football. He didn't understand. Uh, you know, paying all that money and moving to L.A. to do something <laughs> that he couldn't that he couldn't really he didn't really he didn't really yeah. see that panning out. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, so so I remember that was a big big fight we got into, man. But but um, he was still supportive and and uh and when I when I was getting done with with school, getting ready to make Fruville, you know, my dad got really really sick. Uh, and, and he had, he had got, he like contracted a neuromuscular disease where, where, um, where he, uh, he was having trouble, like his, his muscles were atrophying, basically his skeletal muscles were atrophying. And all of a sudden somebody who I knew was being so strong had become weak, mm, yeah. you know, uh, and, and, and I had to still be there for him, but our relationship changed as a result. And it made me, it made me sad, you know, um, and it kind of out of that, out of that sadness, man, I, I came up with this idea of something like that happening to his character, you know, and that's kind of how, how. I came up with the idea of, of what would become this movie, but it was really just a movie, you know, about me and my dad for, for my, you know, movie for my dad. Man, just hearing you talk, man, um, you you hit a variety of things that that are going in in our communities, man. If you understand what I'm saying, and uh, obviously, I I have a foundation. I work in the community. Nate does things in the community. Most of the people in the black urban community, they think that they have to be a football player, basketball player, or a rapper. You know how it yeah. is. Yeah. You know, that's all talk, you see. That's all you or, see. Or, or something else, right? Or yeah, or a drug dealer, you know, on the streets. You know what I mean? So just, you know, I know you talked about your path, man, but how gratifying is it to be so successful, so young? And no, yeah, you're in the entertainment business, but you're not a rapper. You know what I mean? You, you, you're not out here catching footballs, banging your head up against the wall. You know what I mean? And you're successful, man. Talk about the example or, or, or the responsibility you feel um, in the community. Um, I mean, it's, I think uh, I think it's 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 important, man. And, you know, it's, for for me, it's it's interesting because I grew up with dudes that did all of those things. You know what I'm saying? Like my 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 younger brother raps and makes music. Um, you know, I grew up with cats that 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 are dead. A lot of a lot of my friends are incarcerated right now. A lot of my closest friends. Yeah, man. You know, um, so and I and I play. I used to play football myself. I played this. You know, I played it from the age of you know from the age of seven to the age of twenty one. So so I kind of you know saw all of those things and I was I was when I discovered filmmaking you know and 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 discovered that I had a passion for it the thing that got me the most excited about it was the the potential of, of longevity 
Mm. You know what I mean? Like this, this, this idea that, that you know, oh my God, there's this career that I could do until until my eighties. If I'm fortunate <laughs> to live that long, man, you know? that's a message like, right and, there, and, man. And, 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 and you know, with football, like like we, you know, we were just talking about some of the cats we came up with, man. Like in football, when you, when you, it was such it's such a weird thing to hear people say because in the filmmaking industry, they often tell me how young I am, but I don't look at myself as as being young. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm 29. If I was still playing football, I'll be a, I'll be an OG on the, on the team. Yeah, I'll right. be, be ready to collect the pension. Or if, you know, nice. out here in the streets, 29, you old. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like a lot of cats don't see that. So so it, it's something I had to kind of like rework my head. And in that process, I realized that that one of the one of the symptoms of, of all of the things we struggle with and we deal with with being with being black men is our short sightedness. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like we don't. It's, it's so it's so difficult to see. You know, it was hard for me to imagine myself at 30 years old or imagine myself at 40 years old. I was fortunate enough to have a, have my dad, and I could kind of like I could kind of see. Yeah. You know, when he, when he got to 40, I was like, oh, okay, that's that's like when he got to 50, I was like, okay, that's what that's like. You know, I didn't really have nobody else though. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. so. It's one of those things where you kind of do what you see. So, so it's an honor to be able to to be able to show, you know, young young men like myself that it's that it's a, it's, it's it's this whole other thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Whole, and I mean, you guys are doing it yourselves too. I mean, y'all got y'all got a podcast. Yeah, man. It's crazy. Fuck y'all. Like I told you, it, it, yeah, it's ahead. a blessing. It's a blessing. Like I told you, man. Like just to to have you on here and, and give us microphones and we talking and people listening. It's a blessing. So I identify with you 100. percent Now let's get back to Creed. You talked about the legacy of uh, the Rocky movies. Uh, I, I want to know, like, how how did you get Sylvester Stallone on board and with your vision for this franchise? And then what was it like? You know, I played with greats. I played I with Randy Moss yeah, and Calvin man. Johnson. Like, like a great. those were greats. Like now you're working with legendary. Actors, legendary producers, a legendary figure like Sylvester Stallone. What was it like to just see him every day and talk to him and kind of soak up some of that knowledge? Yeah, um, well, I, well I, I, I could take it from the start. I, I met him because um, I pitched the idea. Well, like, I got signed to an agency, uh-huh. which is called WME, and they rep and they rep talent and they and they try to package films. You know, they 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 might represent a director or an actor. You know, um, and they and they often ask, you know, what's your next project? You know, because that's how they make their money. They make their money while you continually working. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when I got signed for Fruitville, you know, they helped they helped put Octavia Spencer in the movie, and then they wanted to know what you know what was next. So I pitched to uh, to a, to another another black man an agent, uh, Charles King, um, and 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 I got an agent named Craig Castell. I pitched, I told them about this movie that I had, this idea that I had about my my relationship with my father, with framed in, in in the Rocky world, and they got excited about it. They they introduced me to an to an agent who worked with Stallone for for, for decades. And I told him about it, and he was like, "Man, this is cool. You know, I want to get you to sit down with Sly um, and see if he wants to do it." So eventually, you know, right before I got got ready to shoot Fruitvale Station, uh, I, I had to fly down to Los Angeles and meet with and meet with Stallone and pitch, you know, and pitch him the idea right there in the room. That's dope, man. And, um, and I, you know, I was nervous, man, but I didn't have anything to lose. You know, uh, and, I, and I talked to him about it. And a lot of people don't know about about Stallone is that he wrote, you know, he wrote every single Rocky that there is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he directed four of the six that had been done before. You know, so so it was really very much his baby. You know, it was very personal to him. So he was apprehensive. You know, uh, especially with the especially with the idea of Rocky being seen as, as, as weak. You know what I mean? Yeah. And succumbing to, to this illness. You know, he was nervous about that. But we just we just kept we just kept talking through, man. And then Fruitvale came out. He saw that. He liked that. You know, he met Mike, and we just kept you know we just kept talking. And as far as like working with, working with a legend, man, you know it's 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 interesting because I'm not a I'm not an actor myself, like. So it's not the same as maybe being on a field, maybe on a field with Calvin Johnson, being on a field with these with these legendary players. But it was more like it's like being like a coach. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. So it's probably like with like with Mike Tomlin, 
you know, inherited Jerome Bettis. Oh. You know and when he got hired on, and you got this great dude that, you know what I'm saying, you got to work with, who, who, you know, it was it was kind of like that kind of vibe, man. And I just gave him, gave him all the respect that he deserved. And, and, and a big thing for me was taking everything else off his shoulders. I just wanted him to worry about the acting, you know what I'm saying? Because he's such a good actor. But he usually has to act, produce, direct, you know, do his own stunts and choreograph. I wanted him to take all that, all the rest of that away. And then put all it, all, all his energy towards the performance, you know. And, and I think and I think he was able to, to 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 put something out that he's proud of, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Uh, you talk about Michael B. Jordan, man, being your homie. Uh, mm-hmm. Was there anybody else you 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 thought about for for uh, Adonis Creed, or is it oh was it always Mike from? The- I, I was you thinking like a, a, a Nate Burleson? Oh, see, look, Nate thinks that in, in a movie about Nate, my mom that Mike be B. Movie will play so Nate. Bad. I, I, come now, on, I did man. say this a couple weeks ago. They asked me who would play me in the movie, and I said Michael B. Jordan. Come on, because you know, my, my, nah, my family's from the Bay. Fruitvale Station hit home. Crazy, yeah, my wife crazy. Like we ain't home. here talking this talking, like looking at paperwork, like oh, let's talk about Fruitvale. And we ain't seen yeah. it. Like we seen that, and yeah. we can we can appreciate your work. But like Mike said, talk about Michael B. Jordan and and his role, not only as a as an actor, but as a friend. Yeah. Um. So so you know, like I said, around the time I was I was figuring out this movie, I, I was I was already going on Fruitvale, so I had met Mike, and we become you become close very fast. Man, he's actually. Yeah, he, he actually crazy enough. He actually, he actually texting me right now. Yeah. He said, hey, yeah. hey, well, tell him I said what's up. Tell man. him I said what's up. Tell him I'm working yeah. on the script yeah. and I need him. You know what I'm saying? He got slimmed down, though. I ain't really that swole anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike, yeah so, so I met Mike. Mike's from Newark, man. And, and like the thing about the thing about us, man, is that is that, you know, pretty much every every inner city, man, it's, it's got kind of the same politics. You know facts, what I'm saying? Facts. He's he's just a year, a year younger than I am, so we hit it off. You know, we had a lot of a lot of strange similarities, man. Like, um, you know, he had he had both his parents in his life. They got married young and they yeah. stayed together. So he had two he had two siblings. You know, uh, I, I got I got two siblings. You know what I'm saying? It, it's it's just that that kind of look where you know we just hit it off, man. And 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 uh and it was it became very easy to work together. It was like it was like working with working with a friend. It wasn't it wasn't working anymore. You know what I'm saying? Showing up to hang out with my boy is basically what I was doing on Fruitvale. So, so when, when Creed started going, it was no doubt in my mind. And and that and that's just you know all of that is taken away from how talented he is, man. Yeah. He's he's you know I think he's I think he's the best actor of our generation, man. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like strong, uh, man. And, and 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 I say that not not just as a black as a black actor, but just as an actor. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. He's really, huh. he's really talented, and um he's got a, a great work ethic. I mean, he reminds me a lot of like for you know for athletic comparison, man. He's like a LeBron, man. He's somebody who okay. has He's somebody who has all of the physical gifts, you know, all of the intangibles that you can't, you know, LeBron didn't have any control over being how tall he is. Yeah, right, or, right, you right. Know, have, you know, he, he kind of earned that. But then the stuff that he does have control over, you know, he just excels yeah. 100%, like like crazy work ethic. You know, Mike is crazy competitive. He wants to win. He wants to be the best at all times. So much that, you know, one of my jobs as a director is to, is to protect him from himself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he's, he's the guy that does a boxing movie. He wants to get punched in the face. Ten times so that the, so that the performance is good. And I gotta I gotta be the one to tell him, hey Mike, man, you know we gotta do these movie punches so you don't got a concussion by day two. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So, so that, you know that, that's 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 what kind of guy he is, though. So so uh, along with you being an award winning director, um, you are one of us. You know you're a wide receiver, Athlete. and I say one of me because I'm a receiver. Man, I played wide out before. Come on, man, check my bio, dog. Check my bio. We're talking bro. pop Warner, bro. Ta- We're talking about no. cats who did it on a high level. What? You know what Sacramento check my College. Check my college. Sac- Sac- Penn State. Are you going? I led me- the Big Ten. Are you going to let me get through this? You ain't gonna disrespect me. I don't care who on Skype. <laughs> hey, I, I am kind of showing out in front of company. My bad, bro. Come my on, bad. Dog. My bad. I'm showing out in front of company. You right. I'm saying, all right, my bad. Okay, but 
But Ryan, <laughs> 112 receptions, uh, over 1,200 yards, six touchdowns. You know, you talked about it earlier. Football being something you fell in love with, and your father, you know, being one of your biggest coaches and influences. Um, but but now your goals are different. Like you said, there's longevity in this. Um, and we ask this question to anybody we have as a guest. Uh, what what is your goals? What's next, uh, Fruitville? Boom, came out and, and shed a light on a very personal situation that was real, that happened, that was recorded, that social media took a hold of, and you made a movie and made it real to everybody. Now you got Creed, and, and it's a tremendous movie on a tremendous franchise. I grew up on Creed. I grew what's up on the Rockets. What's next? Like, what's like, next for you, bro? What's your goals? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure yet. I mean, I'll I, I say, like, uh, I got no, no project specifically that, I'm not, that I know I'm doing just yet. What I, what I do know is that I want to continue to work. You know, um, and continue to do things that are uh, that that are very meaningful to me personally, man. Like the thing about the thing about making movies as compared to as compared to sports, man, is that this it takes forever, bro. Like you know, like like this movie I've been working on for like two for like two and a half years, man. Uh-huh. And, and, and and as a as a writer director, you you there for every stage of the process. Whereas the actors kind of come and go, the, the cinematographer comes and goes, the sound designers you know come and go. You know, I, I'm there I'm there forever, and, and it's kind of like. You know, my motivation has to motivate everybody. So it's, it's whatever I do next is, is it will be a project that I'm that I'm that that keeps me up at night. That uh, makes me excited. You know uh, what I mean? And in terms of just professional goals, man, I, I love to, you know, I love to uh, to 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 make a make a production company so I can help other you know other filmmakers. You know, uh, you know, do, you know, do that do that thing, get their ideas out there, get their projects out there, and not just and not just filmmaking because I think that you know. Media is going to take on so many more forms, man, with, with, with right, technology. Right. So podcasts and, and, and uh, 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 you know, television, all these different things, I think are going to merge together. And um, we, we, we'll see another golden age of media soon. You know, so I like to be involved in that. But the biggest thing for me is just, is just community community activism as well, man. I want to, I'm gonna, you know, you let, let the professional side of it fun, you know, fun, fun that stuff. Yeah, we, we got, I, I, I'm just saying we, we could do something called like uh, the R&B podcast movie. You know what podcast I'm saying? Episodes, <laughs> uh, you know, sitcom, sitcom, whatever. I'm just throwing that out. Just throwing it out there. I mean, just, you know, no pressure. <laughs> hey, to be honest with you guys, though, man, like, like, I mean, I think, I think it's a documentary there in terms of, you know, what, what these athletes that 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 make it out, that make it out of where we're from and achieve this high level of success, like you guys have. Yeah. What do you do when you retire at 30? Oh, you know man, I mean? look, dude. What do you do with your life? We you don't have I mean? enough time for that. But look, trust yeah. me, bro. I get about, and me and Nate talked about it before, We get about, I get about four or five calls a month from ex-guys saying, dude, how do you do it? How did you prepare? And I always tell people, you got to have perspective, man. Like, you got to think ahead. You can't just say the NFL is the end-all goal and I don't have to work anymore. Are you kidding me? I'm a Super Bowl champion, played Pro Bowl, all that, and I'm 32. You just yeah. can't you, you can't make that the goal to go. It has to be a stepping stone. Yeah. And it, it's just a blessing, man, to hear another guy in a whole nother realm kind of doing the same. I got another football question for you. Talk you play me. you played before. Who's the most notable guy that you either played with or played against? Somebody that our fans may know. Oh man, I, I grew up with Marshawn, man. He he okay. was he was, he was uh, I played against Marshawn in, in high school when he was at tech. And I was at St. Mary's. I wanted a few cats. I scored two touchdowns on Marshawn. Oh. He was <laughs> and I and I picked him off when he when he was when he ran a halfback pass. Yeah. It, we, ended up, we ended up tying in the game, man. I, I would say I would say Marshawn is is uh is without question, man. I, I, I like how you answered the question. Yeah. He threw his stats out there. He like, threw all you know, his stats out there. For I scored him. twice. I picked keep, him in off. Mind, keep, keep in mind, he tore us up, man. Like he tore everybody first, up. First play from scrimmage, man. Me and me and Steve, who you know from Nevada, we was yeah. chasing. 
you know, <laughs> touchdown, man. You know, he was he was exceptional. But I mean, I played against uh, I played against Marshawn again in college when I was with Sac State in two thousand. I guess I was two thousand. Uh, I guess I was two two thousand five. Oh. And, uh, and and it was and it was um it was also uh it was also Deshaun Jackson's first college. Yeah, game. yeah, yeah. Oh, and, okay. and so, I, so I played against Marshawn when he was when he when he was like a. He was a sophomore, and it, and it was uh, yeah, and it was and it was D D Jacks first college game. D Jacks had two touchdowns as a true freshman. So, um, <laughs> so I know you love sports, you know, and I, you've met yeah. some celebrities, you've met some athletes, but who haven't you met? And not just football, but maybe in football, basketball, whatever. Who haven't who you haven't met I that met? you would like that you would like to meet that you know uh, that, that you're a fan of? Man, I got a couple couple people, man, like uh, Muhammad Ali. Yeah, you know, yeah, got to. And I, and I don't know how well he's doing, man. You know, like uh, f- folks haven't seen him out too much. Yeah. You know, um, but 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 that that would be an honor. And it was another guy who I wanted to meet, who passed away recently. I wanted to work. I wanted to. Philip Seymour Hoffman was like my favorite actor. Uh, yeah. And then, he, and then he passed away before I had a chance to before I had a chance to meet him. And I still haven't met Denzel yet. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't so, met Denzel. I still ain't met Denzel yet, man. You met I'm, Denzel. I'm, no, I met his son. You said time. it like you met. I him, met his like, son one time. No, I, I you know that's close. Though. I, yeah, he I ain't played met football either, man. Look, I, I, look, another another football question. I know, I, I think I know who you gonna say, but if you had to pick a wide out, Amari Cooper or Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, yeah. Now you in Oakland now? I'm just Damn, saying. You can't go, go against the town, go Murray, man. I gotta go with Amari. I'll let I'll, I'll let Mike B pick Odell. Mike B the Giants fan. <laughs> town business. Yeah. That's what's yeah, up. That's, that's, that's an easy one, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, last question. You know, I, I want to give you an opportunity um, to tell the people listening and watching something that they don't know about you, something that they can't Google and find out, uh, you know, watching an interview. Oh, I'll tell you, man, my, my fiance was a bigger athlete than I was. Mine's too. Mine's too. Yeah, she, okay. She, she, she was, uh, she was uh, uh, we, we grew up out here. Like, if you was to ask somebody who knew Bay Area sports, when we when we came up when I got my scholarship she was she was like three times as well known as I was she ran the eight hundred oh ended up man. ended up going to Fresno State you know in the whack like like yourself Nate yeah. she won she won she won the whole whack in the eight hundred her her junior year that's crazy man. you know what's crazy about that is I met my wife she was the big dog on campus was running hurdles <laughs> look at her athlete man. to me listen and she won hurdles uh at the at the uh, University of Nevada Rangers. oh won higher learning whack. guys man, man I see you. <laughs> Hey, we, we got to set up this combine, though, with the wifey. You know what I'm saying? We yeah, got to set it up. Trump, man. Okay. still got it, bro. But, but, <laughs> but she, was, she, she, she definitely still competitive, man. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. Yeah, we'll definitely still be walking somewhere, and I'll be like, man, let's race. And she'll just bam. Oh, <laughs> on call. On she call. got it on call. Hey, well, listen, Ryan, I, I appreciate it. And, um, you know, all BS aside, man, we are truly honored to man, have you thanks, on here. Man, thanks, bro. It's an honor, dog. You, I mean, like, definitely, man. You're an inspiration, bro. I mean, you're younger than me, man, but still, dog, what you're doing, the pathway you did it, the, the circumstances, everything around it, man, you're a really thoughtful brother, man. Keep doing your thing. Time Magazine, 30 people, under 30, most influential figures. Like, I mean, <laughs> I'm saying, you know, when athletes get on there, we got to say they stats. I got to I gotta tell my say boy stats. stats. Like, people hey. got to know, man. Um, but like Mike said, man, we're honored. It was an inspiration to talk to you. I'm going to get your number because I want to be in the movie, bro. Yeah, and like bro, I said, yeah, if, y'all, both, y'all both take it, man. I'll give yeah. it to y'all. Okay, yeah. that's what's up. Hey, Mike, <laughs> man, we might be in there, baby. <laughs> uh, hey, all right, bro. Hey, be easy, man. And thanks, man. Thanks for joining us. Much appreciated to Ryan Coogler. Dude is amazing. Inspiring, man. I mean, if you're a young person right now under 30, yeah, 
check that dude out, what he's all about. Check that interview out. What unbelievable. Mean, unbelievable. Bro. Unbelievable. A, a big, huge thank you. Hey, yo, uh, TD, for, for those that don't know, give us a beat. There you go. They don't know that you got beats on deck. Mm. How would you describe this one? This is like, um, this is like, um, Kind of got some. It kind of got West a little Coast West Coast thing. joint West to Coast. it. It's kind of like uh, we used to be that group uh-huh. uh, with uh, Cube and Dub C and uh-huh. Yeah, this sound like one of they songs. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. oh, this is that West Coast. Uh huh. Remember that? Sh- remember that? Two one three. Two one three. West yeah. Side Connection. That's what I'm talking. That's about. what I'm talking about. Kid yeah. gang. Kid gang. BB gang. Hey, West Coast. West uh-huh. Coast. Uh-huh. Throw your dubs up. But I'm from the East Coast. Sorry, guys. Hey. Got to do it. I Ay. got to rep my city. Shout out to all the West Coast music that's lit right I spent now. my entire career on the West <sighs> Bro, Kendrick Lamar game, all that Doing fire. That documentary, too. Speaking of fire, speaking of the West Coast where we are here in California, Los Angeles, and how you can reach us out here, TD, we mentioned – the R&B hotline. Can you tell the people a little bit right now oh, TD, what the know. R&B hotline is so they hit to it? All right. In the future, for our future shows, we want you guys to chime in on your comments and your questions. So setting this up in the future, myself and D'Angelo, we're going to be taking calls. We're okay. taking calls from you guys, the listener. We're going to just reach out to us on Twitter at, you know, Nate13Burleson, at Real Mike Rob, and at Producer TD. Hit me up. I'll get you on the line. You're going to ask these guys a question, a comment, or whatever the case may be. And that's all That's all it is. So it'll be like a nice 10-second comment, your question right from you to these guys they get to on talk. the show. You get to talk directly. They'll be on the show. They'll be on the show. We'll, we'll play their audio and then we'll respond. Yo, that's going to be dope. R&B hotline, man. So moving forward for the future, start standing your uh, – start, start hitting me up on Twitter and then we'll, we'll make it work. You can that's what's up. me on my hotline. Hey, oh. uh, don't do the blink dance. Come all right, on, so man. listen. How you gonna it's a wrap. Mess me up it's a wrap. This is episode five. Of the R&B podcast, huge thanks to Ryan Coogler. Go check out Creed in theaters November 25th. Go spend that money, man. Don't, yeah. don't illegally download it. Go hey, and act. Shout out to our money. production team, everybody behind the TD, glass, TG, D'Angelo, Thugga, Thugga, um, and everybody else back there. And, of course, you, the listener, please remember to subscribe on iTunes, comment, retweet, spread the word. With R N B hashtag R. You gonna go off A N D B. You gonna go off like a. Um, Give me a B. The Soul Train. How he used to go off. Soul Train. You remember? Soul oh train? no, you talking about? Uh, Man, we're. <laughs> what about Russell? Sit. Russell. Nah, Russell no Simmons. Oh, you like? About to show off. Thanks for coming off. Thanks for yeah, coming God. off. God bless you. Good night. That was on Def Comedy. Good night. That's Def Comedy. I like the smoothness. Oh. Let me. Can I give him a little something? What should I? What should I hit him with? What should I rap about? Sound like? What should I rap about on this outro? Give me a subject. West Coast. Oh, love. Oh. This Bro. sound like a Keisha Cole. You're talking about palm trees. Sometimes them wannabes, but more factual than real G's. That's that West Coast. Some say it's the best coast. I don't mean to brag, but I'm a boast. Give me a minute. Let me be so infinite. My thoughts, they just so tinted. That huh. means you can't see behind the glass that I'm writing in. I'm sliding in the low, low with D's on it. Might have some switches. Oh. I'm your hype man, dawg. You my hype man. I'm your hype man. Huh. Oh, that's what's up. I like that beat.